guys. We're back, rebranded and everything. We're now Coffee Break Cinema. Hope you like Fresh it. Fresh parts. <laughs> Fresh parts. Um, we thought we'd start the 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 new the new us with a uh, with a rage se- session that we love so much, and um, we've chosen dum dum the Predator from 2019 uh, 2018. Yes. <laughs> it's quite a chaotic time for everyone all over the world. Tensions are high. Everyone's stressed. So I think it's only fitting that we use this rage session to get a little bit of, of that stress and tension off our chests. And then hopefully it can also be catharsis for other people who feel the same way that we do about this. Yeah. Should I call it a movie? <laughs> Uh, loosely, loosely, loosely based on what movies, how movies are made, yeah, um, and what like storylines <laughs> are, and what characters are. So yeah, so let's take this as a venting session for everybody, a global yeah. venting session. <laughs> so I understand that there are some people who probably enjoy this film or don't mind it as much, and a lot of the all of this is coming from just a place of being quite a big fan of all of the other Predator films for the most part and also just being a fan of good movies as well. Um, But just for a bit of context, uh, so this film came out in 2018 and I saw it in cinema and Kerwin, you didn't. Yeah, no, I avoided it like the plague (laughs) until Curiosity got the best of me a few weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I... I bit the bullet on this one and I went in quite optimistic and excited. I just, I mean, Shane Black was at the helm. I thought, I mean, obviously he acted in the original. I thought there would be a bit of like reverence or, or respect for the franchise there coming from that angle. And also from him having some really interesting films in his filmography, like the nice guys, which was quite awesome. I just want to read out a quote from WhatsApp that I got from Cohen two weeks ago. <laughs> after he sat down to watch this film for the first time. (laughs) I regret this decision, but I wanted to see it for myself. I think that's quite representative of of this as as a whole, in a nutshell. That encapsulates my my entire experience of this film. I was grinding my teeth through every (laughs) second of this film. (laughs) It killed me. But... Let's let us not be mistaken for people who like to rant without reason. Um, we've each got long lists, long lists of uh, <laughs> detailed reasons why. Um, I think first and foremost, one of the things that surprises me about this is just like how much acting talent is involved in this film, yeah. directing talent and acting talent. I mean, everyone who is in this film is very capable. Everyone who's in this film has acted their asses off in other films that they've been in. I mean, it's got Thomas Jane. It's got Olivia Munn. It's got Sterling K. Brown. There's so many people in this film. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was just, it was sad. I mean, what's his name? I, I, I don't even know, really know Boyd Holbrook, but in this in this film, he wasn't even a generic action star. He was like a castrated uh, uh, what's the action star? The Van Damme. He was like a castrated Jean Claude Van Damme in this film to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, no, yeah. He was like a, a base, basest base template <laughs> there ever was. Um, 
Then you got like Keegan Michael Key, which we both love from from the Key and Peele show, and, and he's um, amazing. He can act his ass off, like you said. Um, yeah, and, uh, man. I mean, the, the the plot was thin. The writing was atrocious. The the one liners. We'll get to some quotes, Nana. The standout quotes. Uh, we'll get to uh, that, yeah. And yeah, Sterling K. Brown, another great actor that came across as like a comic booky, campy, Bond villain guy. Uh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Just, ugh. Man. It's actually quite bizarre, uh, but it's sad also in the yeah. fact that none of these actors really had anything to work with. The characters that they were given are all essentially just stereotypes of characters. Like I could see someone writing these characters down and being like, he's the one who who uh, quips these lines. He's the one who does that weird yeah. thing. He's, uh, you know what I mean? Like none of them are real people at all. They couldn't be fleshed out less. I don't understand there's, yeah. They try to make all the characters memorable in these weird little quirky ways by literally that's all the character any character in this film has is like their own little quirk. But yeah. I mean, I don't remember major, the majority of them. There's someone in this film called Baxley. <laughs> there's a character called Baxley. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I think it's the Alfie Allen guy, but I've got no idea. <laughs> let's just let's just bring up. <laughs> I've got another note here. Character names in this film. I feel like they used a character name generator on the internet to come up with some of these character <laughs> names. What is it? What is uh, Olivia Munn's character's name? Uh, Casey Brackett. Sounds like you got <laughs> it from Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Casey Brackett. I'm going to put my TV on there. <laughs> Baxley. We've got uh, Quinn Coolman. Uh, what's, my- what's the... Quinn McKenna is uh, the, what's his name? Boyd Hol- Holbrook's name. Character's name. So cool. So cool. I want to be him. <laughs> then we've got uh, Sterling K. Brown coming in as Nebraska Williams. Oh, so cool. <laughs> oh, 1980s action, action name. So, yeah, essentially, it's, uh, I don't know, maybe this was to be expected because if you look at um, Shane Black's filmography, he almost seems to have like a one up, one down kind of thing going on. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like his strengths lie in the like the smaller character films, like The Nice Guys and yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and that sort of thing. All of those films are very strong, yeah. and like I feel like they, you know what I mean? Like they flow. They're genuinely funny, great characters, great storylines. And then you get these in between films like This Tragedy and. Uh, a contentious one is Iron Man 3, which you and I don't like that much, but yeah, yeah. other people seem to love. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think, I don't know, I don't know if he, um, like, is, uh, he, I think he might deal better with a handful of characters instead of so many here. He, you know, in the nice guys, he managed to develop uh, Russell Crowe and uh, what's the pretty boy's name? Uh, pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling's character, um, you know, it's a, the movie leans heavily on them. So he has to develop just two characters. And it seems like he does wonders with that. But now he's got like, I'm going to count on my hand about 10 characters that he's trying to trying to really develop and give some sort of background and everything. And 
in saying that, I, I made a recent note here while we were talking earlier. Um, with all these characters, with it, with it being a ragtag team that gets put on to take on this predator, I feel like he Shane Black took the worst notes from already despised from Suicide Squad. I feel like he took the worst elements of Suicide Squad and incorporated <laughs> it into this film. And it's just it's a ragtag team that's going on a on a literally a suicide mission to save the world. Against but none of it makes sense. And, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, I feel like this, this everything about this film was I don't know written in, in in the space of a week and and just thrown together and then yeah this got spewed out by the Hollywood machine and the, they still try to set up a new franchise. Which baffles me. It was a very <clears> misguided <throat> direction. I think he'd see. It's almost like he handles smaller budgets better. Like if he's given a yeah. blockbuster, it's like wild card. It could go either way. Yeah. And for, for me, they've all gone one way. But I don't have anything against a change in in direction and and pace of a franchise. Like you need to add some new things in to keep it going and keep it fresh and and like revitalize it in some sense. You know. So I don't think that. The problem with this is that they went in a whole different direction with this movie, like making it much more comedic and um, okay. less scary, and, and it's much more action heavy than than some of the others. Like there's not like that fear and tension, like a thriller element. But I think it was like it feels like it was handled disrespectfully. Actually, like it's just like a slap in the face of comedy. Um, like let's yeah. just. Let's just throw comedy in at every single moment that we possibly can, whether it lands or not, and don't worry, don't worry too much about the plot making sense. Like, just throw some cool visuals yeah. there. I found it like uh, like taking like Rambo and trying to inject the humor of Big Bang Theory into Rambo. Comparison, if I had to make, because it's it's a really awkward, off kilter sort of humor. It's like yeah, stuff but like, like a, that sort of feels. Yeah. But like an R-rated uh, Big Bang Theory yeah. with juvenile <laughs> jokes for the sake of yeah. of having jokes in there. It's just like, oh man, this this part's a little bit slow. Key, do you have any rude jokes that you could tell? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Throw it in there. And he whipped out his little handbook. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it just feels like a slap in the face to the franchise as a whole. And it feels like this disconnected, that member of the family who doesn't belong, sitting in the corner there, busy... Uh, Drooling. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I very, very much dislike this film. Um, there's some of the aspects that they that they pull into it as well. For for what reason I will never understand. But like now there are predator dogs that rock up. Okay. They're there. Now they're going after the heroes and they're gonna be this new big threat. And then they somehow like lobotomize it with a gunshot. I don't know what. I don't know what. They lobotomize it. It becomes a lovable little young pup. But to what end? There's no point. Absolutely no purpose. It just keeps uh, it just keeps happening. It just rocks up randomly out of nowhere and then is there for a couple of seconds and then something else happens and it's gone again. Also, this leads me on to another thing. I don't know if you noticed, but there's that scene with the with the actual dog that's like there for a while, and then it starts running after the helicopter when some of the characters are like getting out of there. 
And then oh, you, yeah. literally, you literally do not find out what happened to the dog. Unless I'm... Uh, yeah, yeah. You just see, there's a, there's a quick... And they make a point of showing you this too. They cut mm. to the dog running to the, the helicopter. And it's like, oh, let's... I care about the film now. There's a dog. And then you don't see what happens to the dog. Cuts and nothing happens, yeah. <laughs> I need to understand. <laughs> Which one, the, the pit bull or the, or the predator dog? No, like the real dog. Oh, the real dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I thought, oh, yeah. So they're trying to get you invested with the animal. And I don't know if they were trying to create some sort of link between the the predator dog and our our earth dogs. And that's how they were creating some sort of link there. Uh, yeah, that link, that uh, link flew out into the cosmos. And I don't know if he just included those dogs because of the form before this was Predators hey, with Adrian Brody. Yeah. Okay, and, that, and the, the dogs, they, they featured quite hev- heavily in there. So I remember watching it, but I, I they didn't quite enjoy it. But not either. They weren't the same creature, though. They're, as far as I remember, they're like an entirely different design. Oh, really? Okay. Damn, okay. I just thought they were in the, in both the, the, this form and the last form. Okay, I thought that maybe that was uh, some sort of link. But I guess they've probably been augmented again and made better than the ones because that's what this whole form is about, is the predator becoming even better and they're hunting down this this one, this, I don't know, revolutionary <laughs> predator that actually wants to save humanity instead of kill them. <laughs> So I think that's that's one of the things that I want to speak about as a central thing. And I, I would pose this as an argument to anyone who said that the story in this is good or, or possible is the classic predator comes to Earth. And then towards the end of the film, we find out that obviously this is a spoiler episode. We find out that he is there to save humanity and give them a solution to survive against this augmented, massive, giant, upgraded predator. Why yeah. in the unholy hell is he killing everyone? He just rocks up on Earth and he can he kills every human that he possibly can, but he's there to save yeah. them. Yeah, he's he doesn't act friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes absolutely no sense. Then they also start throwing in cool little character traits to the predator that was not like now he's got the the comedic timing and sensibility to lift up a dead man's arm and shove it through a, a car window. With, to, to thumbs up someone. Can we please? It just wasn't thought through. It, uh, it's a completely contradictory film. <laughs> He's ready to kill the humans, but save the humans from the predator that wants to kill the humans. Is basically yeah. what it's all about. Because <laughs> they must all die, but they must all live. Yes. <laughs> because the one that wants them just to all die is coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, no. so, <laughs> You've just figured it out. Yes. <laughs> okay. End of end of episode. <laughs> and I think that, that can uh, segue us into dialogue dialogue hour. Let's uh, let's talk about some of our key nuggets of joyous joyous writing. <laughs> okay, so my best takeaway quote from this film is uh, EJ, are you hungry? <laughs> I'm hungry for an ass burger. Oh yeah, a nice juicy ass burger. Mmm. Yeah, yeah that's the kind of writing you're talking about here, guys. That's what we're talking about because that's what teenagers sound like now. 
One of my favorite ones is uh, big Mr. Hero Man <laughs> main character pops up. Can I interest you in getting the f*** out of here? And then Olivia Munn. Oh, sorry, Casey Brackett. Getting the f*** out of here is my middle name. <laughs> oh, oh, man. You know they're desperate for, for comedy when, uh, when they throw in a line like that. My middle name is XYZ. Good also, could we, could we get any more cliched? <sighs> There's another one where towards the end of the film, Mr. Big Man, uh, giant predator upgrade boy is pegging it. And then <laughs> uh, Quinn Hero Boy says, what are you? Like we're going to get some big existential question answered now that there's actually there's extraterrestrial life in the universe and it's come to earth but it's got a malicious intent and it wants to take us out and as it starts to gurgle its words of of confirmation and uh, enlightenment he just <laughs> blasts its brain out and says shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, and then and then uh, just correct me if i if i'm wrong with um <laughs> When they're ending off the film and they want to set up a whole new rebooted franchise, oh, yeah. Mister Mister Quinn Big Dick says, uh, "That's my new suit, Bubba. <laughs> I hope it comes in forty too long." <laughs> uh, do you know how hard? Do you know how hard I cringed in the cinema when that happened? Oh my god! I don't, I don't blame you. I gained I would have some new ab definition from the cringe strength. <laughs> but what a ham-fisted attempt at universe building and uh, and like leading on to a sequel, eh? Yeah, look, it's not going to happen. I don't think this uh, ever got off the ground. And I, I hope that the, the Predator franchise will be revisited again in the future because it's an awesome franchise, except for this low, low, low point. And this yeah. one can be... Com- completely forgotten about and now hopefully somebody else i don't know with more capable hands will pick it up because yeah it's also got a special place in my heart classic action for alien action film and it needs it needs to be in the world still today yeah i think there's a lot of things to to still do with it but just with something that makes sense like there's no need to yeah, exactly. to throw in a bunch of stuff with new evolved predators and stuff it's a badass enough creature you don't have to go and get the new the new version of it to make it interesting again i don't understand this it's sort of like the jurassic park um franchise at the moment where everything now is just just like how do we one up the last big dinosaur like we needed the the indominus rex now we need the the uh, indoraptor whatever it's called you always need some new creature but that's not what it's about that's not what is you're not going to go to the film to see the new creature design that's coming along to yeah. be bigger and better than the last one. Like, it's dinosaurs, man. They're scary enough. Just right. I think that, a good thing to do with them. Yeah, I think that speaks to the to the latest fad. Is that is on that point is with um, <clears throat> the Jurassic World series. It's it's not just a new dinosaur. It's a new hybrid dinosaur made of the best parts of everything else, which is now what I think Predator must have taken notes from as well. Um, yeah, it's just new bigger more lethal hybrid of everything that made the old one good and then some and yeah, that's the exactly. sort of fad we 
I think is yeah, it, it worked once, and uh, it, and that's it. It does. Everybody's trying to to jump on the bag, bandwagon and copy it, and it's just not proving to have any longevity to it. Jurassic World got to it, I guess, first. I don't know if they, correct me if wrong. There might be other films that have done it before that, which they probably are. But Jurassic World, I think, at least nailed it to mass appeal standards. <clears throat> I suppose so, yeah. Critically, but to mass appeal standards, it did. And yeah, then yeah, Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic World two tried to one up it again, which I think critically and 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 uh, I think some of the masses failed compared to the first one. But yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it just speaks to a larger fad that's going on, and I hope it's come to an end. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, but I guess it actually has been a longer running mentality. If you think about Jurassic Park three, where they 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 brought in the Spinosaurus. And that's in essence, it's not a genetically genetically mutated or modified thing, but it is the yeah. attempt of one upping the T Rex. So it's always this like concept of like we need to bring in the new big bad to one up the one that yeah, was yeah. before because it's not it's not like badass enough. But there's still so many cool things you can do story wise, and especially like yeah. intellectually. Um, like just in, in the, the conversations that they have about things like the, the, uh, what they could have done in this film as well speaking more mm. about the agenda of of these predators why they came to earth in the first place what their goals yeah. are like you know what I mean like why not explore a little bit more of that as opposed to just like he's here to stop that one who's here to kill them why yeah, yeah, yeah. but to, to, to use the, the Jurassic Park and Predator sort of comparison still is like the T-Rex and the Predator are iconic you don't mm. need to do more to them, you know? You don't need yeah. a bigger band. Continue with what you have. And yeah. I think it's just that it's just that mentality of it needs to be bigger and better instead of just developing further. Like yeah. if I have to think if I have to think of a film franchise that uh just for, for goodness sake, let's say the the the, the recent Planet of the Apes trilogy they didn't the sequel didn't come out with the uh, in the first one there's a gorilla and in the second one there's a bigger gorilla and in the third one there's fucking king kong you know <laughs> <laughs> through the natural progression through the franchise of of, of raising the stakes naturally you know there's, there's there's outside variables and all that to take into account instead of just one upping the main threat for sure that makes a lot of sense, yeah. There's another point of frustration that I just had to bring up. It's probably, it's not even a big thing, I guess, in the grand scheme of things with this film. But like, yeah. some of the character decisions. Um, oh. when, when the main, when uh, Quinn, Quinn Big Muscle's uh, Tasty Boy gets that little sphere thing. I don't know what it yes. does. <laughs> what, yes, what does it yeah. do? <laughs> What did it do again? I think it makes you invisible. I think that's the thing that makes you invisible or something like that. There's some okay. alien tech. So when he gets hold of that, and then, I mean, it's a sizable thing, right? It's pretty, it's yeah, pretty it's like hefty sized. Yeah. 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 But then he just effortlessly so, so, nicks the thing, swallows it. Yes. Like it's nothing. I think that would, yeah, that would have easily, that would have cracked a vertebra in your neck before it went down. <laughs> <laughs> and then never Next mind it. coming out 
<laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Next it like it's morning tea. And then uh, not knowing what it does. It's alien technology. For all he knows, the yeah. thing could liquidize him from the inside out. But he swallows it. Yeah, another character decision for me was okay, towards the end when, when, when the giant predator goes into the other predator's spaceship to activate or what was his spaceship i can't remember it was disguised in the side of a mountain or something and he starts initiating the bomb and they know that he's initiating the bomb but then or, or something i think it was some sort of explosive but then instead of i don't know flooding that spaceship with some sort of hellfire inside to kill him before he can put in the code to activate this thing they sort of just stand and wait and see and they have a big discussion outside while he just does whatever he's, 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 he's locked in, he's cornered, throw in five or six grenades and <laughs> there you go. All the credits. <laughs> I, I kept on sitting there like, come on guys, you're sitting here waiting for him to do what he needs to do. And, and instead of being proactive, you're having a discussion. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure it was some other mindless drivel as well. I'm speechless. I don't, I, I, I've got no answers for you. <laughs> but you know what it doesn't matter because Quinn Big Boy is now Iron Man and, he's, and his suit comes in 42 long so <laughs> Quinn Long Johnson McKenna <laughs> 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 and also so, whoa, whoa, whoa. and also this 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 films um seem to have I don't know it's a, and it had an agenda to do with uh, his Quinn Quinn uh, Big Carves McGee his son had <laughs> autism or something, and they were pegging autism as the next step in human evolution. Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting uh, thing because I can't remember what other film I saw recently as well, but there was a, there was another um, like plot point where they brought a character with autism into the mix as like a super genius, and this is the second. It's like the second or third film that I've seen where that's brought up as like um, a point where that, that character is actually a super genius and it saves everyone because of how much smarter they are than everyone else or like they're like inhumanly good yeah. at something at, at a certain task or whatever. It's quite it's quite mm -hmm. an interesting thing. I mean, the message of accepting people for their differences is obviously an amazing one, but it's like a very specific yeah. thing that that these films are are aiming at where it's like specifically that it's quite a very specific trope that that i've seen it's a touchy one but it's just like i don't like what this film it's like it, it it's all the subtlety of like napalm is the way they handle it you know instead of oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's not like the way it's handled there's there's a better way of doing it instead for sure just, it wasn't handled sin sincerely that's what i'm trying to get to it wasn't like a sincere attempt for, well at least to me. I also struggled with the tone of a lot of the scenes. Uh, like, I didn't actually know what they were going for. I don't know if you've felt a similar thing, but, like, I kind of laughed a bit at some of the scenes that I think that they were trying to be serious with. Um, one that comes to mind for me was, like, towards the end when all of the characters are, like, a lot of them actually start dying in the fight, like, in the forest. And then... Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's Thomas Jane and Keegan-Michael Key's character that end up having to like uh kill one another something something yeah, happens yeah, like yeah. that yeah yeah okay yeah so that moment 
for for me to have like had any emotional impact from it, I would have obviously had to like care about the characters or even know them at all. But like it was played for like a serious moment of like gravitas, and for me, I kind of giggled a bit because of the way it was handled. I don't know if it was supposed to be like darkly comic or dead serious. I don't like. Do you know what what they may have been going for? Yeah, their their characters had some sort of some sort of relationship. They were, I think, they were in the same sort of unit or team or whatever in war, and so they they had a background. But every time they were in a scene, they normally were played up. They they were the I don't know the comic relief between the two of them because uh, he, Thomas Jane's character had a had, had a, a Tourette or something, yeah. so it was played for a joke most of the time. And then Kiki Michael Key being a comedian himself is obviously whipping out jokes left, right, and center. So there was this past back uh, past relationship that they had with each other. It was I don't know somehow very close, almost like brothers, and but never really built on so when that moment did happen and they i don't know relieved each other of their lives by helping (laughs) each other (laughs) i think it was supposed to be i think it was supposed to be serious he was oh these guys love each other oh no brothers yeah and are they going to do this together they can they came here together and they're going to go out together and oh this is a beautiful moment and yeah, oh, no. But you don't even care about I'm crying. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, I forgot about that moment. No, like, Baxley! Baxley! <laughs> <laughs> no, Clara Brackett! Don't die! <laughs> Clara Brackett now. <laughs> Casey. <laughs> Clara Brackett's her mom. It's, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also yeah what did uh, uh i keep forgetting his name um alfie allen was in this movie yeah which i just remembered he, was. <laughs> yeah. he played some i don't know scottish or irish also some sort of comic cool thing i don't know i don't know Is i barely remember baxley i think he's baxley yeah so it sounds the most united <laughs> united Kingdomish name. He's Baxley. <laughs> the most Baxley, I think, is Elf. I'm going to check this out. Uh, oh, no, hold on. Baxley is Thomas Jane. How about oh, that? Oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, sorry. Alfie Allen is Lynch. Oh, Lynch. Oh, I remember Lynch. Good old, good old Lynch. What was his trope again? Lynch. I don't know. I think he was just a foul-mouthed United Kingdomish, Irish, Scottish, or something guy. I don't think there was much to him. That was it. Then, then we've got Nettles. Nettles. Nettles was, yeah, Nettles was the really religious. I guess he played a Mexican sort of guy. Oh, Nettles. Yeah. Augusto Aguilera must be uh, must be related to Christina. <laughs> and Travante Rhodes, Nebraska Williams. The, the only character I somewhat liked was was him. Yeah, I think one of the one of the more bearable ones. Otherwise, everybody else is basically throwaway. Oh yeah, and then this is a Mister Mister uh, Quinn. Don't forget Legs Day McKenna. 
uh, his wife also what a what a blunt force character as well oh my god i can't i literally can't remember what what happened She's in that situation stay, stay, i don't know the stay at home wife of a of a soldier sort of thing i don't know uh, to but they're divorced so you know gotta gotta build the characters oh so deep man i don't know for me you can't beat baxley hey <laughs> baxley in this film oh, i don't know if there's anything more to say about this thing Let's put it in a in a six foot hole and leave it there now let it let it just stay there out of sight out of mind <laughs> i don't know i'll give it a plus for Ciara Brackets. <laughs> Ciara Brackets. <laughs> I just, I love the characters so much. They left their mark on my heart. <laughs> so much so that we can't even remember their names. <laughs> Are there any other points that we missed? Because you've seen this more recently than I, and I know you're still recovering, but what, uh, what are your overall thoughts? Uh, totally forgettable. I'll never watch it again. It was a, it was just yeah, it was a pain to watch and get to. And yeah, I, I will watch, I will rewatch Predator and Predator Two, and I will leave it there until I even regard Alien vs Predator Five in this film. I really like Alien vs Predator. I'll never, never watch this film again. This gets a Z minus from me. Huh. <laughs> I don't know, man. Do you I like it. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I had a really good time with this film. But <laughs> it was so good, man. The storyline, the graphics, the action, <laughs> the muscles. Gordon McBoy's <laughs> The, the, the graphics are actually really horrible as well. In some they of the not, scenes, they were not great. Yeah, there were some parts where the it had that um, that like weightless feel to a lot of the scenes where you were watching a PlayStation cutscene versus actually a, a blockbuster Hollywood film. Mm, mm, no, I do not want this film near me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you the Blu-ray box set for your birthday. Well, you know, I almost bought it by accident. I mistook it for for the original. I sent you the Ooh. picture because because they blatantly copy the 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 first movie's um, cover. I think in an effort to trick you into buying it, thinking it's a different film. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was this close, this close <laughs> to lock down actual money for it. So no thanks. Bullet dodged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quinn 42 long McKenna. <laughs> Baba. 42 long. Okay, well, I feel better. Uh, I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. I got it off my chest. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go have a have a glass of scotch and a cigar and and channel Arnie to wash this off of me. Uh, go to bed. <laughs> we need to we need to wash down all the all the bile from this hate we've been spewing for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit in the dark outside on the patio because it's raining now at the moment, and mm. all you will see in the darkness is the cinder 
at the end of my cigar, just uh, constantly much whispering to myself, show me your leadership capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> but just nice and softly, just softly. <laughs> so any way to enjoy a night. Yes, yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And then <laughs> I will forget about this film and hopefully never hear about it again. <laughs> you know what? As long as your middle name remains, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's my birth name, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for raging it out with us for, I don't know if this, is this our second rage session? Have we already had one? Uh, yes, we have. We have. This is our second rage session. So thank you guys for stewing in the uh, complaints with us. The complaint soup is now ready. And uh, our next one is probably going to be for another slightly contentious film. Um, but we'll reveal that a little bit later on. And then um, the stage, yeah. <laughs> we've got a, got a bit of a backlog of films, actually, that uh, we've both seen that we need to review and talk about. Um, there's some really amazing ones that, that we've seen and haven't had a chance to speak about yet. Um, one yeah. that's on the top of this for me is uh, the new or the very recent Netflix film called The Platform. Yeah, which, I just watched that. Yeah, so, and that for me is like a massive talking point. Um, kind of blew my mind a bit. So I'm keen to chat about that yeah. one soon. Have you by any, any chance been watching The Tiger King? I have not. I have, uh, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit scared to start that. I think... <laughs> It's it's uh, it's 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 a wild ride. It's complete drivel, based on a true story. But it is a wild ride, and I think you should watch it. <laughs> yeah, maybe make it's that our first amazing. our first series review. Yes, yeah. But it's totally worth your time. Just to it's just it's it's completely bonkers. You need to see it. <laughs> I've got one I'll more episode. <laughs> I'll add it to the list. Sweet. I sort of hope this uh, rent session has maybe stoked your guys' uh, interest in maybe just seeing this film for how bad it is. And who knows, you might find a new favorite. We clearly don't like it. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> Subscribe. On all the major places. Yeah.